Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So things trending in a positive direction for the uh, San Diego State Aztecs <laughs> over the weekend. Got the big win over New Mexico on Friday night, avenging uh, their worst loss of the season. Uh, really, the Ajax Arena was absolutely rocking. Rock. It always Rock. is, but uh, that game was a little extra loud. Paulie, as an alum, you had to feel proud of the show and, and how they brought it against uh, Jalen House, who, I mean, hits a three to open the game and immediately starts jawing with the show. And you just wanted to make him pay for that. That's like, as a fan... I can't stand that guy. Uh, no, I'm, no one can. Every fan base in the Mountain West can't stand Jalen House, which makes me respect him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The guy, the guy is, you love unaf- to hate. He is unafraid, and he does not mind being the villain. He feeds off of it, but... Boy, you want to beat that guy, and and they got the best of the Aztecs in Albuquerque earlier this season, so that was one you really wanted to have. They got it on Friday night. Really good performance. Jaden Ladee had a huge week, 50 points against Colorado State and New Mexico. He was named the Mountain West uh, Player of the Week yesterday for his efforts, and the Aztecs returned to the top 25 at number 19. Now, I've said many times, while I care about that, it doesn't really matter whether you're ranked. The Aztecs were also, though, ranked more importantly in something that does matter over the weekend. On Saturday, the NCAA Selection Committee, the actual people who you know, put the seedings and the brackets out in less than a month, revealed their preview top 16 seeds, the top four seeds in each, in each quadrant as of Saturday. So if the tournament started this week... The Aztecs would have been a number four seed. They had the Aztecs as a number four seed, the 14th overall seed in the country, which means they have been a little underrated by everyone all year long, at least uh, when it comes to the committee. They are higher on San Diego State, uh, and if they continue to play like they have, you can expect the Aztecs to get a top four seed in the NCAA tournament going forward. Now, things can change. Obviously, you lose some games. They can drop you down a little bit. But San Diego State's in a really good position at this moment. And if they win tonight at Utah State, it's their last big road challenge against the team they are currently tied with for first place. Uh, They can really solidify their position. They're already a lock, um, like ESPN's. Uh, Bubble Watch has yeah. them as a lock They're locked in the, the NCAA. Tourney. They're going yep. They're to going the NCAA to tournament. Now it's about maximizing your seed, putting yourself in the best position possible to have a another potential March run. And and they're doing it right now. They're playing some good basketball. The only thing they haven't been able to do, as we've said, is win one of those big road games in the Mountain West. They've come close. 
This is really their last big chance to do so at Utah State. They get this one, though, tonight. They're in the catbird seat for the rest of the season, facing some of the the lower opposition the rest of the way. They can really control their destiny and put another banner into the rafters at Viejas Arena for a, a regular season championship. So big one tonight. I don't. What's the uh, the spread? I know the Ken Palm has the Aztecs by one. I saw. I won the last two. Aztecs though. plus two and a half. They, okay, uh, so the Aztecs underdogs the again, just like I think, just like in the Nevada game, <coughs> two and a half point underdogs on the road. You guys both bet Aztecs that day. Yeah, I won both. I won the last two games. You? Oh, I yeah. thought you lost that one because of the uh, the late foul, and they put Nevada at the line. And I won their last. I won their last two. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they won at home both yeah. the last two both this last, last week. Yeah. yeah. I won both. Last those. road game though, you lost. Last that road one. game, I lost that one. So uh, we'll we'll see how they do. We need a contestant for Take on Woods. If you want to call and play our musical trivia challenge to qualify for a getaway to Las Vegas, call now, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We're going to play our game in just a couple of minutes. The phone lines are open right now, so this is your chance to get in and uh, play against Woods and qualify for Las Vegas coming up. Uh, anything else over the weekend? Padres did add uh, some international bonus money in a couple of trades they've made over the last week, $750,000 so that they can go ahead and spend in addition to the Leo de Vries signing. Uh, they'll have a little extra money. to. I think uh, they're targeting a pitcher from Mexico that hasn't been officially announced, but a little more money in the coffers that they can use to sign uh, international prospects because they lost, of course, a million dollars from that bonus pool by signing Xander Bogarts last year. One of the penalties, not just the the, the money that they spent right. on Bogarts, but they had to forfeit a million dollars of their bonus pool because he got a qualifying offer from the uh, the Boston Red Sox. So that was uh, money they lost. And they've now gotten most of that back. Of course, they had to trade a couple of uh, prospects away. Guy who had like a 1,100 OPS in the Dominican uh, League, uh, you know, in the, the rookie Dominican League yeah. for the Padres, very... Very young, though, obviously a long, long way from the major leagues. And, and A.J. Preller is looking to uh, restock with more international signings here this offseason. Yeah, the uh, Padres added a couple of guys, too, over the weekend. Uh, Zach Rex is an outfielder, Ben, and a lefty reliever, Austin Davis. Uh, Davis is 31 years old, pitched in parts of five major league baseball seasons. Uh, you know, Depth, depth at AAA, probably a couple of moves. Uh, for the Padres, but you never know. I, I've I got to tell you, man, I, the the coverage that that our Sammy Levitt has been putting out every day has been through the roof. I mean, it has been staggeringly great. The the close ups, the the sounds, the the pop of Jackson Merrill's bat. Apparently, Ethan Salas put on a display uh, for the ages the other day on the backfields, hitting tanks, and Jesse Agler was there. Said it was unreal. Um, but Sammy has been covering all of this. He has just crushed it. I will say though, the best video yesterday came from our guest <laughs> at seven thirty five, AJ Casavell, who was uh, filming some live BP, uh, some situational. Batting practice, Robert Suarez going up against Fernando Tatis Jr. And they said the count was full, and you can see Tatis absolutely Just mauls one. Unloads. I mean, you can hear even some of the players go, whoa. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. I never know who to cheer for I don't either. in those situations. When it's you against a teammate in a backfield situation, it's like, yes, like, Tatis. God, we love watching yes, those songs. Like, wait, that's our, that's our closer that's our who closer. just gave up a home run Full in a big count. situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not really a big situation, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, guess, he threw the heater, and he was ready for the heater. It is Tatis. 
It's Tatis. Yeah. I think anything that go- good that happens for Fernando Tatis Jr. is reason to cheer and not not too much cause for concern for a pitcher if he gives up a bomb to Fernando Tatis Jr. A couple other uh, you know minor deals uh, going on in baseball right now. The Cubs signed David Peralta to a minor league contract, uh, which is again I you know he, he spent last year with the Dodgers. You look at that and go, all right, well. Very injury prone. Very injury prone, but you do feel. But like... But a guy you could put in as a designated hitter. That's true. You know, some something that the Padres do need, and obviously the cost was next to nothing for a minor league deal. Yeah, he's a little behind. He had a, a surgery on his his flexor tendon in his throwing arm. But again, you know, you need you need a DH. Who's your DH if the season starts today? Matt Batten. Matthew Batten. Eggy Rosario. Not someone that strikes fear into opposing lineups. No, at this it, point. it's wild because you're looking and you're going. Well, there's there's still some dudes out there um, that could help this team, but you, you see somebody on a minor league deal and you're like, okay, well, that's really nothing. Why? I, I just I'm I'm curious as to why we're not in on more of. And those. one pitcher who had been linked to the Padres this offseason, Hyunjin Ryu, is reportedly signing with a Korean team going back to Asia as opposed to signing with a major league baseball team. So yeah. uh, obviously if he was uh, you know, someone in discussion with the Padres, they did not come to terms on a price, and he decided he's better off going back to the KBO rather than sticking around in major league baseball it's, this season. It's been a wild one, man, this offseason. It has been a really, really wild one. And, and uh, the rumors are that Blake Snell has an offer on the table. I don't know if it's been discounted yet, but uh, offer on the table from the Yankees. For a, a not a not a huge long term deal with, but they, they said offer out to Blake Snell. Um, club currently has an offer out to the lefty. Giants and Angels are still possibilities. Andy Martino did throw some cold water on the proceedings. Said there's not much momentum of getting a deal done. And uh, there's your reigning Cy Young winner without a team. And and you know he's not he's not out throwing bullpens right now in backfields. It's very strange. All right, we'll get more uh, on the Padres from AJ Casavell. Padres dot com coming up at the bottom of the hour. Right now though. Let's get to our game. It's time to play Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 Take on Woods brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes and you don't have to get out of your car for directions and discounts. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. And let's say hello to Billy this morning. Hey, Billy. Morning. Contestant today, five questions of musical trivia. If you beat or tie Woods, we will put you into our grand prize drawing for the two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and two tickets to Air Supply. Uh, They will be performing May 31st, June 1st at the International Theater. Tickets are available right now at Ticketmaster.com. All right, here are the categories you get to choose from today, Billy. I still have add a zero, uh, which is uh, you start with... uh, like one, and then you add a zero to each answer until you get to the end of the uh, the category. Gonna be good. Uh, that's uh, gonna is the key word for all those answers. And call me Jim. Those are musical artists named James. So of uh, add a zero, gonna be good, or call me Jim. What would you like to play? Add a zero. Add a zero. It's been sitting there for a while. I'm looking forward to this. I think today's game will be fun. All right, so after you can get to hopefully our two-second song title, you're going to add a zero every single time to help you come up with the next answer in the sequence. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many of the five as possible. If not, say pass. We'll come back to it. Try to keep in mind which uh, 
which zero you're on. It'll help you with the answer later on. But uh, 60 seconds, the category add a zero. Billy, are you ready to play? Ready. All right. You need to give me the title and the artist of the music that Paulie plays to score this first one. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Billy. Let's take on Woods. That's one of these nights by the Eagles. Correct. Name the British 70s rock band known for songs including I'm Not in Love and The Things We Do for Love. 10CC. Correct. Which 2003 single became a number one adult contemporary hit for Five for Fighting? 100 years. Correct. Which piano-driven 2002 debut single by pop singer Vanessa Carlton is your only top hit? A thousand years. A thousand miles. Before embarking on a solo career, Natalie Merchant was the lead singer for which 90s alt-rock band? 10,000 Maniacs. Correct. Four out of five. Very close. Very well done. I think that could be a winner today, Billy. I think that could be a winner. Very tricky category. category. He's not going to be able to figure it out. All right. Four is the score to beat. Let's bring Woods back in. In the category, add a zero. All right. Billy's score is locked in. Billy. This category's been sitting here for a while. Billy, we'll see how you do hero. on it. All right, Woods is uh, in the dark to start. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Billy. One of these nights by the Eagles. Correct. Name the British 70s rock band known for songs including I'm Not in Love and The Things We Do for Love. Not in love. Uh, pass. Which 2003 single became a number one adult contemporary hit for Five for Fighting? Uh, pass. Which piano-driven 2002 debut single by pop singer Vanessa Carlton is her only top hit? Pass. Before embarking on a solo career, Natalie Merchant was the lead singer for which 90s... 10,000 Maniacs. Correct. Named the British 70s rock band known for songs including I'm Not In Love and The Things We Do For Love. Uh, they all run together. I don't know the category. It's killing me. It's absolutely murdering me. Makes it tough. Uh, bread. Which 2003 nope. single became a number one adult contemporary uh, hit for Five for Fighting? Uh, I know this one. I don't know. I'm a, which I'm piano done. driven I'm tooth? Are you done? Two? <laughs> which means, <laughs> Billy, you have won it today by Good a four job. to two score. So, this is a very tricky right, category. category. So, I'll give you the answers and then you'll know the category. One of these nights, okay. 10 CC, 10 100 CC. years, 1,000 miles, 10,000 maniacs. The category was called Add a Zero. One, ten, a hundred, a thousand, ten. I don't know that I would have gotten. That's such a tough That's one. That's so tough. Such a Billy tough one. Billy knocked that out of the park. But Billy did great. In fact, he almost got five for five. He said a thousand years instead of a thousand miles. Damn it. Otherwise, he would have had a perfect score today. Billy, stay on the line. Paulie will get your information, put you into the drawing for the trip to Las Vegas. An outstanding performance. I mean, there's no way I could ever discern there's what no that way. category There's is. no Never. way. No, no chance. Such a tricky category. When they're that hard, Billy, give me the category. My God, that was brutal. <laughs> it was definitely one of my more clever Difficult, yes, hidden categories that, was, that we've done. Even with the category, he might have beaten you. He yeah, still might have gotten me. I don't good. know that I would have gotten the Vanessa Carlton. One. He played that one well. Oh yeah. I mean, you've heard it. I've heard it. The title. The what's, title. what's the title? Yeah. Is it going to come right to your mind right now? I doubt it. Ooh, good that job, was Billy. A tough one. All right. Well, Billy can uh, win a chance to go see Air Supply. All right. Uh, don't do this. Is coming up next. Bro, what is happening with the owners of baseball? 
um, going after their fans and crying poor. It's very, very strange. Not uh, not just one owner no, right now, the, that's for sure. This, this could be a whole segment about owners. It here. could be. Uh, we will get to that. And a former Padre with an incredible accomplishment over the weekend. I'll have that in Do Do This next after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Don't do this. It's time for... Don't do this. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot, you moron. Oh, dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Spring training is underway, and for the latest Padres news, try listening to chapters from the show. Every day, each topic we cover is broken out so you can find what matters most to you. To get started, just download the Odyssey app. For instance, uh, today's Don't Do This chapter will center around Major League Baseball owners and how they are sticking their feet in their mouth today. I will get us started. Apparently, apparently we figured out the problem with Scott Boris and free agency and why his clients haven't signed. I guess Scott Boris doesn't really understand how free agency works, Woodsy. And the owner of the Cubs, Tom Ricketts, is explaining what the problem this offseason is. It's very simple, actually. Uh, Ricketts says that the Cubs are absolutely ready to go. Make free agent offers to maybe, maybe Cody Bellinger, maybe Blake Snell, uh, other Scott Boris clients, he just hasn't called yet. They're just waiting on him. According to Ricketts, he said, I'm like everybody else. We're just waiting, waiting for whenever he and his agent are going to engage. It could be any time now, or it could be in a few weeks. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Of course, Scott Boris responded and said, free agency is about recruiting players. It's uh, It's the normal owner's signature move to be involved in the efforts of recruiting players and reaching out to me so I can convey to the player that the ownership of the team covets them. That's yeah. the essence of free agency and is a custom and practice for ownership to express commitment and involvement. I'm not supposed to call every team and go, hey, are you interested in my client? You're supposed to call me and say, hey, we're really interested in your client. Let's have a negotiation maybe on potential contracts and salaries. 
And the Cubs are going, oh, no, 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 we're waiting. We're waiting for Boris to make his move now. It's, it's like, it's that's like, not how it works. Yeah, it's just like a staring contest, and nobody wants to give. And, um, again, you know, it, there's something to be said, though, that the majority of guys left are represented by Scott Boris. I don't think you can look past that, but I also don't think you could look past. I'm not going to go so far as to call it collusion or anything like that, but I think there's the whispers of collusion. Of um, We're tired of the way this guy does business, right? I, you think that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and he did say this, which is interesting. He said, Ricketts, uh, I don't talk to Scott. One of his signature moves is to go talk to the owner. The owner. When you do that, you undermine the credibility of your GM, inserting yourself into that negotiation. I don't think that helps. I don't talk to him. Now, Peter Seidler, when he was here, didn't seem afraid to occasionally maybe talk to an agent or two. Sure. And you can say, that is that a good thing or a bad thing? They would end up landing more Scott Boris clients than most. Uh, maybe perhaps because Peter Seidler was willing to get involved. Did it undermine A.J. Preller? Did it cause them to have to pay more for certain clients? It's possible. Possibly. It's, yeah, definitely, I can, I can think of one. it's definitely a factor. So you can kind of see that one both ways from uh, Tom Ricketts. Uh, all right, so continuing in the the uh, the owner sticking his foot in his mouth. I mean, if you're a Diamondbacks fan, you're you're feeling pretty damn good about what happened last season. What a fun run it was for them, making it all the way to the World Series, only to lose to the Texas Rangers. Well, uh, yesterday their their owner Ken Kendrick spoke, uh, and he's very frustrated because he's not getting the public funding Ben that he wants to upgrade Chase Field. Listen to his comments. One sec. Probably's gonna get it loaded. There, there we go. go. We're ready. We're firing on one cylinder. <laughs> well, we, we, we aren't having those conversations. There are, there are opportunities available. You know, there are other cities that would covet having Major League Baseball. I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, speaking out of school to say that. And those names are they're prominent cities. Uh, that would love to have a major league team. We're not in dialogue with those communities, but you know, we we are aware of what is going on. There there is likely to be in time an expansion of our sport to a couple of additional cities. Cities are letting uh, MLB know their interest. Their interest in getting a team is specific. Uh, they would be happy with a brand new franchise, but they would certainly be very happy, you know, with. Oh frankly, a successful existing franchise. It's not where we are spending time or energy. Uh, uh, we may run out of time in Phoenix. What? We hope that won't happen. Uh, you, know, we're, you know, we're hard at it. We're continuing to have meetings. But We've ramped up the uh, dialogue in every way that we know how, uh, and we'll continue to do that. So we, we, are, we are having meetings about getting some public funding to upgrade Chase Field, which is a dump, by the way. Uh, we're going to get some... some Public funding for that. We're not putting a lot of energy into it, but we actually are. We're hard at work on it. Um, the thing is, there are going to be a couple of other cities that would really they'll love a new team, but they would take the Arizona Diamondbacks in a New York minute. It's it's baffling to me the to get up in front of your fan base and dangle the possibility that we may even be thinking about sitting down in a meeting to talk to somebody in Portland about moving to Portland or Nashville or or anywhere else uh, after what you guys have built 
so far and, and with a bright future. And, and you've spent money. You've spent money in the offseason. You've improved your team. It just feels like you go in, let the air out of the, the balloon a little bit, uh, you know, your third day of spring training, right? That was Ken Kendrick thinking he was <laughs> clever. How can I threaten that if things don't go my way, we may need to consider moving without actually threatening that right. we're going to move. When you say, though, to your fan base, hey, we, we may... Now, we've done that to our fan base before. Listen, we may run... We, our contract may run out. That was the truth. You, the, what they're doing in Arizona, though, he just wants... He's a billionaire that wants other people to pay for his renovations and his upgrades. I mean, and that's how really the rich stay but, rich. But here's the thing. When you... When you sort of threaten that you may in the future Sucks, dude. have to move if you don't get what you want, that that's actually a threat now. Yeah, that's you a can't, straight up Just threat. because you said seen it. we're not re- actively talking to any other cities. But once we know you, they exist. Once you point it out, that's, you've already made the threat now. Yeah, you, you don't need to bring you've, that you, up. You're making everybody aware that you're willing to pull the trigger on going on a move to another city if you don't get what you want. Better you you to made just, that threat. Better to just say, yeah, we're you know, we're still pounding out those meetings right now. You know, our our goal is to stay in Arizona, obviously. I mean, we love it here. We saw the the support last year for the World Series run. We got a great the Mike Hazen's done a great job in the offseason. Look at these guys we brought in. No, come on guys. And we're and we're, if we're it working sounds hard familiar on it. to San Diego fans. Yes. Yeah. The Chargers were always saying, Yeah, we're gonna continue working here in San Diego, but there was a story out of Carson or LA about stadiums. You know, they were always linked to it. It was always that that threat that was dangling over everybody's head. Awful, and it's man. a it's a real threat it and really it's is. there. I mean you can't you can't take it lightly and just say, Well, where's he gonna go? Because they will. They will they up will. and move, even and, if they don't have a place to play. And they've play. already indicated that now they will go and, if they don't get what they want. And Ken Kendrick now knows, hey, the commissioner will unilaterally just approve this, even if we don't have a home at this point, based on how it's gone in Oakland so far. Easy name to remember. Ken Kendrick. Ken Kendrick. I don't trust those guys. Like Ben Benning, Steve Stevens, Paul Paulson. Your parents are unorig- un- unoriginal, I think. Now, sometimes... A guy just, it's their nickname. Hey, Ken, Kendrick. Ah, Ken, let's call him Kenny. Kenny Kendrick. But his, That's his actual name. name is like Stewart or right. something, and they just don't refer to him by that? Kenneth Kendrick. Steven Stevens. <laughs> ben Bennings. And Paul Paulson. That's how we do it. All, All right, right do-do this. Final little do-do this. I saw this mega doo This was pretty fun over the weekend. From at HeathBell21. And there's some video here. In Las Vegas, in a tournament... Finally bowled a 300 game. First one ever. Think I'm going to go pro now. And you see him giving it the old hip thrust on the final strike. Who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) Do you know how many strikes does it take to bowl a perfect game once? 13? 12. 12. So close. Very good. 10. And then the extra two. Then the extra two. How yeah. much are you soiling yourself at about, when do you start soiling yourself? Eight? Seven six, or eight, I think. Six, seven, six. eight? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the perfect I game mean, if you're six. Decent. I've never gotten more than three in a row. I don't, I've gotten a turkey once, I think. Yeah. That's what they call a turkey in the biz. True. Uh, good for him, man. Our own uh, little Mookie Betts. Heath Bell. <laughs> I didn't even know he was a boy. I just saw that that guy retired uh, like in the last week. Over how he already retired? Forty-one years in the professional bowling. <laughs> Pete Weber. Pete Weber. He, Honestly, I, if you'd I played Peter Pete Weber, dead or alive, I. Who do you think you are? I am. 
Because they passed away. A while he, ago. I saw a quote actually. Maybe that's from the same piece, Paulie. But he said, "You loved me, or yes. you hated me, but you watched." I said, "God, that's as hard as it gets." <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. This guys, he's brilliant. And that's Don't and Do Do This for a Tuesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, We'll come back. AJ Casavell is going to join us. Padres.com covering the team at spring training. Get caught up on all the biggest stories from your San Diego Padres. Next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Do do this. We just heard our don't do this. We heard Ken Kendrick talking about potential expansion as well in Major League Baseball. And this morning, just a few minutes ago, Jeff Passan came out with a piece at ESPN.com about expansion is coming. Uh, and, you know, went through some of the possibilities that, you know, Salt Lake City, Na- Nashville looking like two of the definite leaders in the clubhouse for the 31st and 32nd Major League Baseball teams. Pointed out, though, that there hasn't been a new team in baseball since 1998 when the Diamondbacks and Rays entered the picture. And that's the longest stint now, 26 years without an expansion team since they went from 1901 to 1961. And I remember, so as a kid, 1993, when the Rockies and Marlins joined. for me. It's crazy. Because it... The Mariners and Blue Jays were 1977, but we were too young yeah. to remember that. So essentially, baseball as we grew up was the same 20, <laughs> what, 26, teams 26 teams the entire time. And then all of a sudden, here are these two new teams, the Rockies and the Marlins, just existed out They're of nowhere. Both popped on the scene with these weird color schemes yep. and weird uniforms. And you're like, what in the world? But they had some... Good ass players on the team, and it was exciting. And then five years later, you had two more teams. It wasn't quite as novel at that point, but it's been a long time—twenty six yeah. years since there's been a new team. I'll say this: it, it will it will be hard to adjust. It's a hard it's a hard well, adjustment. And the big thing will be when it happens, there'll be a major realignment with thirty two teams. You may see more like 
Football's four team divisions. San Diego Padres in the Central. How about that? Probably not. Let's make that happen. Probably not. All right, let's check traffic when we come back. uh, AJ Cashville is standing by from Padres.com. Spring training in Peoria. Don't go anywhere. Ben Woods, a 97.3 The Fan. Of course, next week at this time, we'll be sitting out on the back patio at the Peoria Sports Complex. We might have this conversation in person, but right now, uh, joining us from Padres.com, Padres beat writer AJ Cashville is with us here on 97.3 The Fan. AJ, what are we missing out there this morning? Uh, not a whole lot this morning so far, but we're, we're two days away from games, so that's uh, that's always exciting. You're missing photo day, actually, so lots of people dressed in their full uniform today as opposed to the, the spring training thread. Well, AJ, I really love the piece that you dropped over the weekend, the ripple effects, uh, five ripple effects of Bogart's position switch, and we, we've talked about it a little bit this morning, and you know, I, I, I didn't want to come in and throw cold water on, on everything immediately. I feel like I kind of might have early in the show, but is this a – look – I can love this move, and I can appreciate and respect Xander Bogarts. But also, do you get the sense that Xander's just kind of like the not the odd man out? He make you know he makes a ton of money, got a big big deal. Uh, they paid him like a shortstop, but it's like man, I, you feel like it's like every year we're going to be doing this with Xander Bogarts. Do you feel like this is a position change that's going to stick for him? Well, it depends on how he fares with the position change itself. I, I tend to think he'll be pretty good at second base, just based on kind of his. I mean, his footwork at shortstop's good. His, I mean, his hands are quick. I, I I think he'll probably fare pretty well at second. And obviously you have Jake Cronenworth who can play gold glove finalist caliber second base. And so the questions are going to persist if Bogart isn't that great at second. Does he, should he move to first base? Should he move to left field? Like other areas of need. And you're right. Like the, the fit with Bogart's an interesting one because it's not like what the Padres needed at the time because they yeah. had a shortstop, they had a second baseman, they had a third baseman who they ended up extending before uh, – Bogarts could have made the move there. So so odd man out is probably the wrong way to say it because he is an integral part of the lineup. 100%. And he's probably going to hit second or fourth. But um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this how this transition goes because switching positions to the other side of the diamond, which he's never done in his life, is going to come with some challenges. I, I would say probably not fair to grade it based on how he does early, certainly in spring training, maybe early in the season. But – Toward the end of the season or toward the middle of the season, if he's playing a solid second base, maybe he entrenches himself there. Guys tend to have longer shelf lives than, than they do at shortstop uh, at, at second base. So that could that could become a long-term home for him. AJ, if this was the right move for the Padres now, and I think it probably is, wouldn't it have been the right move last year as well? And did the Padres simply not do it? Because they promised Xander that they wouldn't, that he could play shortstop for at least one season. It was probably it probably would have been the right move last year. I think the the I don't know that the Padres envisioned Kim having the humongous breakout season that he had. And so if Kim's more of a versatile kind of the, the fourth guy in that infield that can move around and play all the spots and fill in for guys when they need that day off, maybe that's what they were planning for, and then he kind of exceeded everyone's expectations by going out and for at least the first five months before he struggled in September. Being kind of all-star caliber, um, got some MVP votes, like that level of player. Then, absolutely, he's the shortstop. I think Xander Bogarts was pretty solid defensively at shortstop last year, at least kind of compared to what he was earlier in his career with the Red Sox. He was a pretty solid shortstop. And so when he signs and he wants to play shortstop and he says, I can be a pretty good defensive shortstop, and the Padres say, all right, you can be our shortstop for 2023, I don't know that that doesn't make sense. I think that all – kind of computes for me and then the question is once it becomes clear in june that 
probably Hassan Kim is a better defensive shortstop than Xander Bogarts. Well, at that point, you're not going to ask him to transition in the middle of the season. That, that's, that's too tough. And so here we are at spring training where you can kind of get those reps in and you can learn, you can, you can learn without learning on the fly. It, it, I think that's maybe the way it shook out. And uh, we're talking to A.J. Casavell here uh, from MLB.com on Ben and Woods. And it's pretty obvious when Mike Schilt came out and spoke to you guys the other day when he said, look, you know, we, we talked about this when we were in Aruba, and I, I broached the subject with him. He was receptive to it. Now there's some other things we can't, you know, let out of the building. It was, Xander, we may end up trading Hassan Kim. Uh, we may end up keep end up keeping him. And, and Mike Schilt told us, hey, speculate freely. I know you're going to. Those were the conversations, I'm assuming, that they were having, that Xander, you may be at short, you may be at second, depending on what happens with Kimmy. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that they told Xander explicitly, but that has to be what's going on there because uh, for it to have lingered as long as it did and for kind of Xander to say, hey, if I, I – like he was in, – in our conversation with him, he was pretty – I think for a guy who loves playing shortstop as much as he does, yeah. who wears number two for Derek Jeter, who never moved off shortstop even at the end of his career when he probably should have – like I, I can't it, – it was not easy for Xander Bogarts to move off shortstop, and I think he's earned some kind of respect in the clubhouse for, for – being willing to do so, the one thing that he did kind of say he wished was done a little differently was that he got reps to do so earlier, uh, earlier in the off season. And the Padres said, "Hey, that's a completely fair right, yeah. but we didn't necessarily know where you were going to be playing." And the only, if this move was going to be made when he got to camp, the only justification behind that would be that they didn't know whether Hassan Kim was going to be there or not. And I think. With this move being made and Xander Bogarts getting work at second base now and, and him taking the spring to do that, now it seems at least somewhat likelier, maybe significantly likelier, that Kim is here for at least this season, and then we'll see where it goes. AJ, uh, competition's been kind of a, a watchword this spring. Competition for outfield spots, lineup spots, starting pitching spots in the rotation. But we've also heard Mike Schultz say, you can't put too much on spring training results because part of that is working on things and getting ready for the season. So how do you think the Padres are going to make some of these decisions when it comes to maybe whether or not a young prospect is ready? Have they already made some of the decisions possibly and are just looking for confirmation this spring? What's what's your sense there? I don't think they've made the decisions. I think they have I think they have probably their own internal evaluations of where this would go based on what the roster is now, based on whatever trades they can make. And they kind of want the guys, I mean, there's, there's serious opportunity for guys like Jackson Merrill, Grant Pauly, uh, Jacob Marcy, like those guys, if you're looking at this roster as it stands right now, could all in theory be on the opening day roster. I would expect the Padres to add guys to make those spots maybe a little more scarce, but if you're drawing it out now and if the Padres say, hey, we like these guys a lot, we like what they've done at kind of the upper levels in the minor leagues, we like the off-seasons they had, that doesn't mean that they've made the decision. They still, want, they still need those guys to come out and, and if not perform in the fall league because those numbers, like numbers-wise, because those numbers are, are, they are what they are. Different guys are working on different things. There's just a different way to evaluate kind of readiness, and the Padres have always shown that. I mean, I think we saw, I, I'm sure Fernando Tessis Jr.'s, Numbers in 2019 spring training were, were great, but to me it was more than the numbers. It was just like watching the guy. It was like, oh, yeah, this guy is clearly a, a big leaguer, and if they send him to the minor leagues, like that's not where he belongs. I think they're going to ask those guys, and, and that was an obvious one. 
there, it, there's tougher evaluations to be made with uh, with prospects who are who are maybe at a lower level than what Tatis was, but those are the evaluations that'll be had. It's not necessarily oh this guy hit 350 in the thin air in Arizona where everyone's throwing fastballs because they're trying to get their location down or whatever. Like that's not how they look at it. It's just more of a it's more of an evaluation, a feel thing, and I think the Padres have proven they're pretty willing to promote guys when they look the part. Yeah, no question about it. It's AJ Casabell joining Ben and Woods this morning. Um, you know, I've heard the name Ethan Salas a lot. I've heard a lot of rave review, reviews about his work out there, uh, his ability, uh, you know, at the plate, behind the dish. I've heard Iriarte's name mentioned a bunch from guys like Bob Scanlon went out and watched him throw, exploding fastball, all this. Anybody uh, on your radar that maybe we have that, that you've seen that's impressed you a little bit uh, so far, AJ? Uh, you hit on some of the big ones. Iriarte's, Iriarte's I've heard pretty good things about him and kind of if, if he can kind of locate that slider and where it needs to be like that's a big league caliber arm um i this is these are not like young off the radar guys these sure. are two guys who i think would would make the roster um but uh Brito and vasquez i keep I, I keep hearing good things from people behind the scenes that probably aren't don't necessarily have to pump them up like Everyone in the organization wants to pump those guys up because they traded Juan Soto, and and you want the you want the package to look good. But I I've heard really good things about the stuff those two guys have and their ability to get outs and kind of what I think they'll be able to do under the tutelage of Ruben Niebla. Uh, and and from the live sessions that I've watched, they've both looked pretty pretty nasty. So I would be kind of excited about what they could potentially bring to the back of that rotation. That's not me saying I would be excited enough that the Padres shouldn't go out and add another starter because they still should. But that's, uh, there's, a, there's at least a level of comfort and security that you've got guys with the stuff that I think the Padres feel uh, are, are capable of, of making things happen. And are you a little surprised that, you know, guys like, you know, Dom Smith, he's a million bucks, whatever, uh, David Peralta, guys like that coming off the board. I mean, if the season started today, we were talking about who's going to designate, you know, be the designated hitter. It's probably Matt Patton at this point. Uh, surprised that there haven't been more flyers taken on some guys. I still think there will be flyers. Yes, I'm surprised. But I, I it's there's still some guys on the board that I would assume the Padres will will just look into adding now it's a, it's a it's a fine line to walk because you have these prospects that you're excited yeah. about you have these guys yeah. that that you want to give opportunity to and so you don't want to take that opportunity away by adding a guy who's really only a fringe piece who you're paying money to who might end up having his job supplanted so you want to make sure you're getting a guy who's who's at least there for the long haul of the season that that said i i, I would assume that the padres need to add a dh and just kind of solidify some things on the bench and there's 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 guys available. I think that's maybe the spot on a in a market that's been kind of evolving kind of weirdly. Um, there are there are some like kind of DH outfield bats that I think the Padres could. I mean, they're coming off the board a little bit, like you said, but they're 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 still out there and they're still available. Talking to AJ Casavelt. Did you bring a bird with you? Hey, to, bird watching this morning to spring training. I'm trying to walk away from these birds. Yeah. They're, uh, <laughs> Uh, so let's talk bullpen a little bit, uh, AJ. And, and Mike Schilt discussed it a little bit this week. And everyone wants to know, hey, is it going to be Suarez in the ninth? Will it be one of the new guys? Padres have a lot of eighth-inning arms, it feels like. I mean, last yeah. year they, last year you just didn't have any idea who was the eighth-inning guy. So, I mean, Brent Honeywell got some eighth-inning, which is not a good thing, last year. Now they have almost an overabundance of that. Now, we have, say that every year, though. <laughs> well, I think it's different. Tell me, tell me what you think, AJ, because I definitely, I think there's a different feel this year to the Padres bullpen than there was last year. Yeah, it's it's 
pretty kind of finely balanced in terms of what the guys can do, the pitches they throw, the handedness. Um, you look at maybe who their six or seven big arms are. I think it's four righties, three lefties, and different arm slots, different pitches that they throw. Suarez, I, I think, and I, I think Mike Schultz hinted at this maybe yesterday, maybe two days ago, that, that he is the ninth inning guy, the most likely guy there, but it's not set in stone. Um, and I think what that means is it's, it's not set in stone even even probably at the end of spring training. Like if, if the big matchups and there's three right-handed hitters coming up in the eighth and you've got maybe a lefty or two in the ninth, well, you can put Suarez in the eighth and Yuki Matsui in the ninth. And one of the good things about the way the Padres designed this bullpen is even if, like you said, I think there's their eighth inning caliber arms, like guys with, with stuff that, that are kind of set up pieces in a, in a vacuum, but they're guys that have pitched the ninth inning before, whether it be in Japan, Korea, wherever, um, Robert Suarez is, is, is that guy. But if you're flipping guys around, it's not like they don't have that experience of locking down those, those final three outs. Love it, man. See you next week. AJ, we'll see you out there. Looking forward to it. All see right, you guys. And enjoy the games as they get started here on Thursday. AJ Cassaville, MLB.com, Pontre's uh, beat writer. And we heard, of course, that uh, Joe Musgrove will get the start on Thursday in the first game against the LA Dodgers in the Cactus League with Michael King also pitching in that Piggy, game. Back. Piggy, piggybacking. Love the piggyback. Get uh, two starters. And Mike Schultz said, don't. Don't re- I know you'll read a lot into it. Don't read too much into That's what it. We're going to be doing go all season, Mike. Here we go. Does that the mean Musgrove that- King combo? Does that mean that Joe Musgrove will be the opening day starter yeah. in Korea? Oh, yeah. I mean, does you Dar- Darvish make some sense though? Obviously, does. in Asia, <laughs> getting him on the mound first, maybe you first in Asia, and then Joe first in San Diego the next week. Although you kind of want to keep him in the same order if you're going to pitch him, get they them in the same pitch. Those they can both games, pitch those two games and then be ready pitch for the home opener. The home right. opener, yeah. Right. I mean, is, does it matter which order they go? No. I, I'd be very shocked. If it wasn't Darvish and Musgrove in some order of those two. Correct. Although if, if Michael King looked great, you, you don't want to completely take him out of the equation. Or maybe, I mean, knowing that you're not going to use another starter for more than a week, maybe you pitch bo- two starters in both games. You yeah, do it, piggyback. You do uh, Musgrove and King like you're piggybacking in one game, and maybe you know Darvish and... Avila in another game, or Darvish and Vasquez in another game. Just I'm going to throw curveball at you and go position players starting both games on the mound against the Dodgers in Korea. That's what I'm going to do. Jake like Cronenworth. A little they'll early again. Coming. Yeah, they'll never see that. A little coming. early for the speculation. Just watch Dave Roberts. Uh, they said no, no Otani, no Yamamoto, oh. though, for the Padres uh, game on Thursday in Peoria. Scared. They are keeping them away from the Padres' dangerous, dangerous team. <laughs> All right, we'll come back, uh, reset everything, hour number three next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.